Can you laugh your way through trauma? And what's with all this political correctness in comedy? Find out more with our good friend, Craig Shoemaker, the love master. Cue the intro. Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. Welcome to the real deal on the the love master himself, the laughter healer himself, the one, the only, the man, the mystery, the intrigue, Craig Shoemaker. I, I know that we're good friends when you got my name right. A lot of people go, my favorite comic, Craig Schumacher. They gave me the Schumacher, drives me nuts. They put an umlaut on, like off the boat from Bavaria. It's a shoemaker. You make shoes, you don't mock shoes. Unless, right? unless they're Crocs, unless and they're Crocs, those you can mock all day, every day. But wouldn't that be a CH if it was Schumacher? Yeah, well, yeah, but they still, they have to make me into some uh, German race car driver, but I'm just a little shoemaker. I'm not so a mocker. How do you, so what do you do when that happens? Because obviously you don't want to like, you know, uh, someone intros you at a place, you don't want to necessarily call them out, but do like, how do you handle that? I do what I usually do in comedy and comedy, by the way, I'm going to give you a secret to comedy. I'm going to give you a little secret here. Truth. Mm. You got to tell the truth. So yeah. if I tell the truth, there's nothing that can really go wrong. Although people don't like the truth usually. And that's what we are. We're curtain pullers. So I will not allow them to tell the lie of the Schumacher. Just like if I said, Hey, Doug, and you would probably have a response to it and say something about well, it. Well, Heidi calls me Doug sometimes. So, Oh yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, you don't correct her. Well, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> few do. <laughs> so let's share a little bit of story. I know we have a, a limited time, but we love to know, you know, getting the real deal on. And I, I don't want to cast aspersions on uh, comedians in general, but my experience has been um, you have such sharp axes because you honed it from a defense mechanism. Um, yeah, a very good, uh, you must have studied psychology or something. Yes, it is very true. I, uh, well, it's, I mean, when I was born, my dad left. You know, when I was born, I'm like, was it something I said? Wah, he's gone. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, so right out of the gate, something had to be done besides being in misery and doubt and worry and fear which was instilled in me at a very early age, but also finding humor was as well. My mom, for as much as she is in fear and has really put that on me still to this day, by the way, I actually, her voice is always with me. <laughs> Do you have a judgmental mom? <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. Every female voice, they can turn into my mom in a second. 
even my navigational system oh no is, is a female even that's judging me right, making you wrong for a turn making a turn that yeah uh, I, ma I made a turn I, said, I, I thought i thought i heard the eyes roll in my gps rerouting again <laughs> must i always tell you what you're doing it's 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 amazing to me, but my mom really, you know, she also brought the laughs like in this self-deprecating way. And she taught me that. And I I I call it self-defecating. I love the shit on myself. Right. So so it it's been a really a defense mechanism. It breaks people down. I remember one guy was gonna beat me up. I was driving in Philadelphia and very tough areas, you know. And um we pull over, I'm about to like fight the guy. And he gets out, I swear to God, Doug, he kept growing as he got out of the car. I, I, I had not imagined he was this big. Wow. He grew and grew and grew. And I'm going, oh, Craig, this is a big mistake. It's like if you punched him, would it go like a cartoon? Right. So uh, thank God I, I said something funny. He goes, oh, you're Craig Shoemaker, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I am. He goes, oh, I love you, man. I was like, woo. I got out of that one. But many times... It's a deflection, you know, and it puts people in a better state of mind, a better frame of mind to uh, ease their tension and their anger, whatever that's going on with them, their misplaced rage. Mm. It's, a, it's a way to shift the consciousness into yeah. something more humorous and light and filled with levity. And uh, it's actually what I've been teaching lately, too. I teach an online course and lightened up. And it's all about finding that light within, uh, which we all have a sense of humor. We just have to find our sense of self first. And we've lost ourselves. Do you find uh, in that training that because um, obviously some stuff is really heavy, people have some really, you know, dark times and, and whether it be, you know, thoughts they've created or experiences they've had either way, so you don't even want to necessarily share those thoughts. Um, do you find or how do you help people get over that guilt or that ability to kind of like, I can't make a joke about that. Like that's yeah. like, yeah. it's gotta be a, an interesting conversation. How do you it's, walk people through that? You're really making a great point and it is the most difficult thing that I do. But I, I point out to them, like just yesterday, I was doing an interview and a woman, she told me before the interview, I can't talk about this on the air about her son uh, committed suicide from PTSD mm -hmm. as a former Marine. And, uh, and I said, yeah, I think you should talk about it because if comedy is truth, which is all it is, is truth that you're now holding in your truth and the avoidance of pain will cause more pain. Yeah. So this is a chance for you to relieve that pain. And that's what he would want for you. Do you think he wants to burden you with this sadness and the suffering? Of course not. He would want to leave you with some sort of a light because he couldn't make it through the world and whatever world he was living in a perceptive world is he wants to shift your perception too. So it's a great way to clean it out is to admit it and be honest about it. I actually diffuse people also by talking about the, the painful past and people go, oh, how can you talk about that? No, I thank God I talked about it. I was kidnapped by a serial pedophile. I say that to you with absolute no angst, no pain because I have relieved myself of it. I don't go around you know, going, so a pedophile walked into a bar. I mean, you don't make some stupid joke about it, but. Uh, you know, I would be a prisoner to that man if mm -hmm. I if I held on to that resentment, and and it's it's up to me to make that choice uh, of levity and laughter and joy and a positive energy, and then I share that with people, and guess what? It allows them the freedom to say, "Well, he's okay. He yeah. made it through. 
And maybe I can talk about the time I was molested or by an uncle or whatever it is. So it's, um, and by the way, I have other people that get angry at me for it. You know, that's not what I paid for. You know, you're a comedian. Like I'm supposed to be a 24 seven mirth monkey. Right. That wasn't a joke. I said, well, if you don't get it, move on to the next one. You know, there will, there will be something there for you if you're looking for it. But if you're looking to be miserable, if you're looking for misery loves company, I'm not it. You know, I'm trying to build a community and a laughter movement with, which is positive and it certainly contrasts what's out there right now. We're all filled, we're filled every day. Our tank is filled with this uh, mayhem and chaos and darkness. It's, it's we are, we're, we're meant to expose our light to the world. We're, that's, what we're, that's what we're destined to do. And yet the money gets in there and all the greed and people wanting you to join them in, in their discomfort. So I, that's not what I'm about. You know, I, I moved on from that and I still have it. I still right, have it. Human. I still have yeah. pain and yeah, I still go through a lot of difficulties and I try to, you know, really process them in a, in a healthy way. It's unhealthy to avoid it. The avoidance of pain will only cause more pain every single time. That is something that's absolutely true that I found consistently is every time I try to you know, then I end up, you know, it bubbles up and it festers. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's literally like a cancer. We wonder why there's so much cancer in the world because we're keeping all these toxins in us. So emotionally, spiritually, and physically, we need to release and laughter is a great way to release it. hundred percent. And uh, I know you've been doing the laughter heals for a while. How long has that been? Like what has, was this always sort of a, a, a yearning inside kind of the cause behind the humor to begin with? Well, what happened was, you know how, Doug, you, you've had these happen in your life. These, I call them ha-ha moments. Oprah calls them ha-ha. I call them ha-ha, ha-ha moments. Ha-ha. And by the way, ha is a very cleansing word. It's a very, if you listen to your resonance when you go ha-ha-ha-ha, like do it with me right now. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> See how better you feel? You just, you, yeah. Well, that's the maniacal. Even that though, your body doesn't know what you're laughing at. That your right. body, it's like going to aerobics. They're going... Your body's not going, wait a minute, this is Pilates. <laughs> you know, your body's just responding and yeah. saying, whoa, this is laughter, this is joy, this is a connection with self, our source. It's mm -hmm. a great direct connection to it without any filter is that's what the laughter does. Yeah. So, so I had that moment when, uh, you know, I was about self, so like we all are and trying to get laid and everything else and get attention. And that's why I get into comedy. Maybe they'll love me now. <laughs> And, uh, you know, because they always say women want a guy with a sense of humor. That is the biggest lie in the history of men. <laughs> I, how come the cover of People magazine, the sexiest man alive is never Carrot Top, the Wayans Brothers, <laughs> Jack yeah, Black? No, 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 it's always this, some guy with good cheekbones and stuff. He's not some, some ha-ha guy. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I was in it for, I don't want to say selfish reasons. I really do love making people laugh. What a, what a room is created. I just, it's, it really is such harmony for me and, and comfort and ease for me is when I'm able to, you know, share this gift of laughter, but my best friend, well, actually I back it up, but I kept getting all these other indications that laughter is more than this, you know, really is medicine. All these people would tell me that they couldn't conceive children. And after seeing my show, they conceived. Like, 
So, because a lot of people are trying to have yeah. children. And when you're doing that, you're not allowing for flow. And they have laughter is about flow. So uh, these, I couldn't believe how many people, one, one woman sent me a photo of her kid that was conceived in the parking lot of the Brea Improv. I should show you the photo. Wow, the kid's like, awesome. Ah. <laughs> it came out like this. Ah. They still come to my shows. The girls have grown up now, but it's crazy how many times I'm going, whoa, man, this is. So my friend, my, one of my best friends, Michael Goldberg, who another comedy guy, Philadelphia, we bond through laughter, just like all of our great friends. We bond through humor and great memories we store in ourselves. So he wrote Cool Runnings, Little Giants, and a number of movies, and, we, and he directed my movie, The Love Man. Uh-oh. Are we still live? Uh, nine months later, and um, it, it was it was such a it was such another affirmation and confirmation that that, that this really works. So um, a year and a half after that, uh, not live can't share. That's what Corey wrote, wrote me a note that says not live can't share. So I guess we're not live. No, it is live. It's just you and me talking now. <laughs> I, I, uh, I tested it. I'm looking at it right now. I don't need an audience. I don't yeah, need, no, it's, it's, I've, had, I've played before, you know, 70,000 people at University of Florida. I don't, I just need you now. It's, it's, it's boiled it's, it's, down it's, to that conversation. <laughs> it's, it's, intimacy is much more important than all those people standing and cheering. So, so I, I, a uh, year and a half after Kayla was born, he got brain cancer. And I said, you have three months to live. And that was the moment I went, what can I do for my friend now? Right. And I said, well, what do you do best? You make people laugh. Laughter is the best medicine. So I did a deep dive in exploring it, wrote papers on it, got degrees in it, all this kind of stuff. He showed up for all of my laughter programs in a cancer facility, came to everyone who took the prescriptions. I give people prescriptions for, for uh, which laughter is free, by the way. You don't have to, you know, no, no bad side effects. Right. So uh, he uh, showed up for everything, showed up for his life and he did it, you know, so his daughter, he could know his daughter, uh, his only child, and he lived 15 years past the three-month prognosis. Wow. And it was the most amazing thing to watch his journey. And it, by the way, he suffered a lot through that journey, but we always laughed. I remember one time he was having a, a Philadelphia, of course, at the stadium. He, he stood up and he had a seizure. And he's standing up, he's shaking this guy in back, typical, typical Philadelphian. He goes, yo, down in front, asshole. <laughs> and we're trying to get the guy to stop and go, he has cancer. He's having a seizure. I don't care what he's having. Sit down. I can't see through you, cancer boy. So did we get angry at that? No, we laughed our asses off because we know that's the way Philadelphia is, yeah. truth tellers. And that's where we were. That's where we grew up. And we sowed our oats there. And we, that's where how our comedy was formed. So that was the different shift in perspective that he had, that we have, our little group of uh, team golds. And he lived 15 years. And um, his daughter, he finally passed away. I made him laugh on his deathbed, by the way, which was awesome. He, we filmed it for this movie, The Laughter Heals documentary. And he's sitting there in a coma in hospice. And I said, Golds, I don't even know if you know I'm here. I, I don't know. What else can I do for you? You're sitting there helpless and hopeless. I said, um, you want me to jerk you off? 
said, I said, I've never done anybody but my own. I'm really good with my own. How about a handy? And he came out of a coma and he goes, <laughs> and he laughed. It was awesome. Amazing. He passed away a couple of days later. And, I, and then we had a, not a funeral. We had a funeral. Mm. We had fun and we roasted him and toasted him. And there was tears of laughter and joy. And then the big tears came. Oh my God, I get choked up when I think about his daughter who was now 17 years old, this beauty. And she got up and she goes, now I know who my dad was. I only knew him as a sick man because we reflected back on the joy that he gave us and the laughter that we shared. And um, we uh, we made fun of him too. I said, how many people think that he's he's gonna actually show up behind this curtain right now? Because he was always making a comeback. Right. <laughs> he was. They were saying, oh, he's dying now. That would be like four years before. And then I get and everyone laughed because we all had the same thoughts. It's like, oh yeah. no, he's gonna he's gonna rise up. But uh, she didn't. Oh, there was not a dry eye in that house when she got to tell us how much she appreciated Team Golds who were all founded in laughter and joy with her dad. Mm. And uh, that's the legacy he left us with. As a matter of fact, we just lost another of Team Golds about three days ago. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, One of my buddies, Rob Fallon. And um, same thing happened, though. We all got on group text and started sharing those fun memories and the smile he always brought. And, uh, you know, of course, sad and you don't want to lose people but we also want don't want to lose sight of who they are and what they left us with so um the long answer to your question is there's it's not laughing at but there's nothing there's nothing we can't laugh with uh, when we're film, forming our own community uh, of people in this uh, you know i'm starting a movement now with this enlightened up group we're starting a movement to uh, geez, counterbalance what's out there right now there's no balance it's all negative loud ugly <laughs> you know i just wrote this i do this thing called a shoes letter I wrote it this morning about to send it out right Corey? about to send the shoes letter out and i and i said uh these loud people um i don't want what you have i'm not interested i'm not attracted to that at all right. you could be as loud and mean and finger pointing as you want i have no interest in that i ju- i want to make my own space and have other people be in that harmony in that community. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's, what, that's all I'm about right now. And that's what this pandemic has done and all the divisiveness and all the, you know, all the unrest. Uh, I'm going, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to participate in that. I am going to be a beacon and, yeah. and spread this out, you know? Beacon of light. I love it. Even uh, if it's just talking to you. <laughs> well we're, we're spreading the love I, I don't i mean I, I think you have to hit play on it um but so this actually brings me to and we're you know i know we have limited time so i know we can go down several rabbit holes and we could talk you know obviously another time and do this some more um is you're dealing with something really heavy helping people really deal with something heavy and as a comedian um, obviously th- there can't be restraints. Like, I mean, I know there's the joke too soon and those kind of things, but at some point, like there's common sense. And then there's like, I mean, like, then there's like, come on, like relax. Um, yeah. Where, 
How have you been dealing with, and, and I hate the word political correctness because- I, I do too. I hate it. And I know what you're saying though, or it, cancel culture yeah, or it turns into a political conversation instead of like, like how are you dealing with that? And, and the work that you're doing now, helping with people, like, have you learned anything in helping with people deal with whatever traumas that they had to go, you traumatized me because of your joke. Um, like, how, like, where do we see this going? How do we bring sanity back to making it okay to laugh at ourselves or laugh at someone else? Like, where, where is the line? And should there even be one other than some common decency? You know, there's, there's certain things that are just rapport builders and things that are off color. And I, I get that. But do we throw the baby out with the bathwater? Is that the No, no you don't. And to me, um, people are, and I don't like to just, you know, big, big blanket statements. They're oversensitive. Of course. And I, and I am, and we're ever growing and evolving on those sensitivities. But a lot of those are, um, I think a lot of it has to do with intent. Yeah. If it's a person's intent is to be racist, bigoted, to have you join them in their bigotry, to have you join them in their anger and misplaced rage, then that's something to call attention to. You don't have to say you're offended by it, but call attention to it so that they have, they can find their own understanding of what it is. So what we're quick to doing, and I'm saying this actually for the first time, is we're quick to judge, which is all projection, by the way. It's like, you don't want to judge yourself because you have plenty of times that you're bigoted or, you know, over judgy, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you know, like human condition. Yeah, you point your finger and you got three pointing back and most people won't reflect back. Right. Most people go to deflection too, instead of reflection. So if you, if you allow me the space and you say, you know, here's another way to look at that, Craig. This is how, this is how um, I feel as a woman, for instance. And when you say the word bitch, so um, which I... On, okay, what's my intent in saying it? Where's my ignorance? And where is my openness uh, to hearing and listening to another perspective? Because I'm a mm -hmm. white male. And so if we can all lead to a place of, which is what I also teach is empathy, which is not out there right now in the common climate. No, there is not, including for the climate, there's no empathy for Mother Earth. So uh, if we can just take that pause, that sacred pause and get to that and breathe through it and be okay with it. You might've said something that was offensive or hurtful. Then you get to respond with apology, shifting your consciousness, shifting into another thought. I mean, I would look, I was brought up a racist. I was brought up a bigot. I was brought up ignorant. I was brought up, you know, those are the conditions that I got programmed with right away because look at the society we live in. It's a patriarchal white male society. They've owned it since they took it. So, you know, I, that's the perspective that you are pounded in with, but it's not who we truly are. So if we can get to who we truly are, there's the sense of humor, there's the joy, there's the happiness, there's the, there's the hope. And, and so I try to get to that space and stay open, you know, so if the people are, you know, I had a guy, I said something about pixie sticks or diabetes in a straw and people love to be offended and they're so self-serving too. They go, he says, my daughter has diabetes. I said, yeah. <laughs> so, 
So Does she eat pixie sticks? What you <laughs> more happy by? Am I saying your daughter's a bad person because I said pixie sticks made by a manufacturer of shit? You know, I'm trying to say it's about them and not about your daughter. And that's how it is right now. I mean, people will to come after you for everything. I said this other thing. I love to be self-deprecating, you know? I beat you to laugh. And my friends always tease me. I said, there's nothing left with you. You take yourself apart so much. We have nothing left to go. <laughs> they have nothing they can make fun of because I'll take myself apart first. So I, you know, your I, roast I, will be a recording of you talking about yourself. I just skin myself down to the bone. They're yeah. left with bones. So, so I, I, I just have this, um, you know, I'm going to beat you to the punch. And if we can do more of that and be humble, there's where the laughter is too, is I have an acronym for laughter. It's love, acceptance, understanding, gratitude, humility. That's the big key, humility. And then you move into transformation, enlightenment and rejoice. It used to be rejuvenation, but the women in the group didn't like that because they thought it sounded like vaginal rejuvenation. So see, I was sensitive enough and listened. Yes, and I did. I took it away from, from rejuvenation, made it into rejoice. But that wasn't them saying, hey, they didn't go, hey, hey, I'm offended by that. You know, you said, you said rejuvenation and uh, I, I, my vagina was rejuvenated. <laughs> it's the, the way they brought, that trauma. The, 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 yeah, the, I brought up trauma. My, I'm, I'm, my, my vag is still itchy. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say that. And they didn't say I caused the, the pain in her vagina. They were saying, hey, you might want to look at that another way. That's what it brings up for me. And I have a choice then. I could double down and say more rejuvenation, or I could go come up with another word like rejoice. Well, so. and, and I, I think what you shared earlier with the intent, here's one thing. I, I Obviously, you know, I know you well and, and know your intent, know your heart, and that even if you did say something that may have struck something in me, I know that you weren't like trying to be intentionally whatever I felt. But the other thing is, is, is um, there's a, in language and communication, the communication is the response it elicits, not the intent. And the, the challenge is, is, is when we run around and, and we're talking about everybody not taking, like you're taking full responsibility. If you said something that I found, okay, let me, you know, obviously my intent wasn't that, let me learn more and, and be empathetic mm -hmm. and, and hear where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that, you know, a survival mechanism, I believe, is valuable for all relationships is assuming the best about someone. Yeah, that's to a good To start from that foundation. So if I, if I go in already assuming the best about you, I'm not worried about you pissing me off or offending me because I go, oh, it's a joke. I'm not looking for to be offended. I'm looking to laugh. And well, I think I, I, have, I have two strikes. I don't like to call them strikes. Sounds like a victim, but. There are two things that people run with the assumptions is one, I'm a white male. So, and I understand that white men have been the oppressors. So there's a lot of wounding there. So the, if it comes out of me, a lot of people just go, oh, it's a white male. It's, you know, and they see it through that lens of how they've been abused by a white male, for instance. So you have to remember, these are the memes that people store inside and they respond to that. And the second thing is I'm a comedian. So I've got the two things where people have these responses. Oh, it's a comedian. He's always cynical. You know, there's always the labels that attach to the comedians. I mean, I had this one time where I, there's this girl in my neighborhood and she's uh, her Sydney is her name. And I watched her grow up a sweet girl, but I didn't see her for years, but all these new neighbors were talking about Sydney is now their babysitter. 
I was like, wow, she's a teenager now, but I hadn't seen her since she was like 10 or whatever. So we hired her and I said, hey, Sydney, good to see. You. I heard you're the hot babysitter. <laughs> so, so I shared that on Twitter saying that I said that. That's a joke on me, you know, miss, yeah. you know, I tried to, you know, we all foomph words and then, yep. but again, my intent was- Hard to, to say, back out of that one. Yeah, my, my intent was to say, you're the popular babysitter. Right, of course. Well, Doug, on Twitter, I wrote that and I was attacked by so many women. It's creeps like you that, you know, ruined my childhood. I had an uncle who did that. I'm going, what in the world? I was, whoa. And you want to go, you want to get defensive, go wrong guy. You got the wrong guy and you got the wrong intent. So that's the thing that we have to be open to that we're all one on the planet. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what our skin is. It doesn't matter, you know, what we look like. It matters who that we are. A true essence of self is loving and kind and mm -hmm. spiritual. That's our true essence. It's how we've been pounded in with all these other messages that created who we are. But, uh, my course is about let's get back to who we really are. There are authentic self all wants Everybody wants to be loved at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And there's just so much hate out there. It, and, and it's our deepest it. need. And unfortunately the, the what's happening and the, you know, the misery loves company idea is that we've got this like woundology happening. Like everyone's oh. connecting over their, their traumas and their wounds instead of connecting over their light and their love. And what's great about things because, you know, sadly it's easier to get, you know, to try and chop people down than to build yourself up. And especially in times like these, everyone is for no matter what, everyone is still feeling like kind of chopped down. We, we had nothing and this isn't playing a victim. None of us created COVID. You know, it's not like we went out there and like, oh, let's let's create a pandemic. Like so we all are literally having a shared woundology because we're all in that trauma. Yet what's interesting is um, sadly how people are sometimes falling back to old patterns of wanting to get angry, you know, get pissed, blame somebody when that's not going to change what's really going on, which is yes. like to get through this, we've got to be more positive. We've got to be more loving. We've got to, you know, laugh more. And, and I know it's, you know, maybe making jokes about the pandemic. Would that be too soon? I don't no, know. I've got some good ones. I've got quite a few I've been writing. I'll try them out on you. Well, I have new company slogans uh, after the pandemic, um, like uh, Capital One, what's left in your wallet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, American Express, don't leave home. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, I got I got a whole bunch of coronavirus jokes. Yes, of course you have to have fun with it. Right. What's the, what's the alternative? The alternative are you going to watch the news with the death count and the stats that are going to keep you home? And by the way, you you talk about sources. We have a source energy within us, but we give it away. We yeah. have other people defining our enemies for us and defining what's what's wrong with the world. I'll tell you this: if I get it and I die from it, I'm going to die laughing, and I'm going to die in joy. I'm going to die with the best opportunities I have in life is to create and share laughter and share this joy and share hope. That's what I'm going to do all the way out. You're not going to stop me from that. You can make me isolate. I'm not going to isolate. I'm going to to get inside of myself, my own source, not the source that's telling me where my enemies are. And that's a big problem. Is 
everybody's like, there's your enemy. They're coming over the, they're coming over the wall. Yeah. They're, they're, they're coming from China. They're, you know, they're a Democrat, they're Republican. You know, that's, they're going to tell me, depending on the source that I go to, whether it's MSNBC or Breitbart or Fox News, whatever it is, that's the source that we go to. And guess what's going to come back? It's yeah. just going to come back. All it's going to do is confirm all of your fears and make you more afraid. My source tells me the best news on the best thing I can do with this virus that's out there is fight it by being well. Yeah. You get well, you laugh. And if you laugh, you're building your immune system, mm -hmm. which fights up against it better than a mask does. With a mask, I use my logic. You know what it's doing? It's like, that's not good for it. Laughter oxygenates my body. Yeah. Healing endorphins are being released. What's a mask doing? Is I'm putting carbon dioxide back into me. I'm not saying don't wear a mask, but I am telling you that I use common sense with the, with all of this pandemic. Is you got to stop, stop the noise and the chatter and all that other stuff, and listen to your source. And it's going to tell you to eat better, drink more fluids. It's going to tell you to to love one another because that's an energy that we need that will heal you as well. Yeah. But Hate is never going to heal anybody. And that's why when you see the hateful people out there, they look so unhappy. I'm ugh, I'm, I want nothing to do with that. So one by one, I'm going to form a group of like-minded, love-minded people and laugh-minded people. One by one. You're you know? You know, part of our tribe. All, anyone who's, uh, you know, in, in my world, if they're not already uh, in your, uh, you know, know about you and what you do, they're going to learn even more. But you bring up something really interesting, too, which I don't know if you noticed this. Heidi and I noticed this right away. And I actually, I reached out to, like, organizations and I was, like, offering resources. They... When this first started, Heidi and I both like, this is going to be bad for mental health, for addiction, Ooh. for domestic oh. violence, for oh. you name it. We we're like, this is going to be like devastating. This is going to gaslight it all. Yeah. yeah. And I would reach out and I would say, look, I reach out to news agencies, to PR firms being like, hey, th there's tons of resources I could share with you because I'm not seeing any. I, maybe you just don't know of them. Maybe that's what it is. But like, can we start having a conversation about self-care during this process? Crickets. No one why like, and you it's know why. Do you know why? Uh, please okay. share your uh, your perspective. Because all of those people make money from mayhem. Right. All of yeah, those of people course. make money from people being in fear. People. Our world is not in the wellness business. Right. It's in the division business. Yep. We're not into oneness. We're in the separation. So you're talking about, let's build a community. That's what you're basically saying. And let's build yeah. a community of positivity and joy. And that's not what's going to pay their bills. I mean, you look at the, what the news does they, all day long. Yeah. You know, it's just nothing but hatred and all evil and all the blaming and victimhood and all that kind of stuff. And who's not, who's not being treated unfairly and all that. And then, well, they the, cut, then they cut to the commercial, which, which is usually something that's going to medicate the, the angst that they just gave you. Yep. So now you're going to have a drug with 19 side effects, which causes more problems. You're going to have a drug because they have all the money. There's no laughter lobby in Washington. None. No, there's no money behind wellness. Right. That's, that's the thing. I, I, go, I go to alternative healers, too. I go, people hear the word healer. 
because we're programmed to think doctor, doctor, it's got to be a doctor. It's got to be a qualified doctor. Just because the guy's down the street and is a doctor doesn't mean he's qualified for your healing. Doesn't mean he's the best thing for your healing. It means they told you that he's the best thing, that this drug is the best thing because their condition, they sell the drugs to like dealers, they get paid. That's how the whole system works. I'm, I'm saying let's break out of the system, make our own, share other healing methods. Like I go to acupuncture, I go to Qigong, I do all these things. By the way, I haven't missed a day of work in 20 years. There's my proof. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I live, you know. So if people want that, join our group and we'll share these things instead of sharing anger. My God, people are this misplaced rage or where everybody wants to... I had a guy. Well, it's I mean, become a drug. I mean, it's they're addicted to it. It actually yes. does. It 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 does create a, a loop. Yeah, yep. it's a dopamine hit. Yep. And also get a better dopamine hit from laughter. I just posted something today about Rudy Giuliani. It's like really because he's in your party that you like. I can't make a joke about. It. I can't make a joke about Donald Trump or Joe Biden because that's who you voted for. Really, we're down to that. I can't make a joke about it. the guy had streams of, of of hair dye down his cheeks. I'm not going to say something about this. It's and good. I said it's something. Funny. I, should, I should read what this guy writes. I, I, I'll read it for you. It, it, so I responded by making a joke about this, right? I just said, oh, man, you have to. That's what comedians do. We point out hypocrisies. We point out, um, you know, we pour out morons and ignorance. This is, this is what we do, you know? So this guy apparently didn't like that I made a joke about uh, <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. What did I say? That's a, oh, let me get let me get the joke now. So it's got I got a picture of him with the stream of All right, the okay. hair, hair dye yeah. coming down his cheek. It's just un- unbelievable. This is this is a week after he thought he was going to the Four Seasons Hotel and he ended up at the Four Seasons Landscape Company in Philadelphia. <laughs> So I said, looks like the uh, a grandpire Rudy cut himself shaving and revealed his blood type, brunette. Uh, <laughs> after a press conference last week at the Four Seasons Landscape Company, followed by a speech at the luxury Waldorf salad, <laughs> Mr. Giuliani vows to take his case to the highest courtyard Marriott in the land. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to miss the old Rudes. How's this guy respond? I had a bunch of laughter. This guy goes, what is so humorous about this joke? How's it to feel residing in Northern Mexico working out for you with actual citizens and hundreds of big businesses fleeing, financially imploding, amazingly overtaxed and incredibly collapsing vitality. Or This guy writes all the, by the way, they always have bad use of, they, they don't know how to capitalize, punctuate. And of course, he, he says minority status, S-T-A-T-I-S. So, so, he, so I said, I said, Dom, you can focus on whatever you're programmed to fear. I'll stay focused on bringing humor to the ailing world. Oh, maybe you can also focus on your spelling when you choose to give us your status update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't responded, but I usually get him wound up. I am a bit of a provocateur. Well, I that's like, part of the gig too. Yeah, I like to challenge people to stop their program thinking, what they're conditioned with. I just want them to take a pause and go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. You know, maybe he's, not this, maybe he's not that label of Hollywood liberal. I always tell them, I grew up in Philadelphia. I'm not a Hollywood guy. There's no community in Hollywood that sits around conspiring. You know, it's just there are creative people that think differently. We think from our creator. Yeah. 
unfiltered. That's how we think. And that's what you're laughing at. And that's what you're enjoying. But you'd rather shut that out. I've had fans that left me because they got offended because I said something about a person they deify. It's, that's insane. It's it's, insane. It's, yeah, that's where we are right now. But it's showing that, that it's showing confirmation bias, and that's what you know. We've it's I guess slowly evolved into cancel culture. Yeah, uh, to that extent where you know. It's, and by the way, it's one it's one thing if you make that choice and you go, you know what? Okay, I don't, I don't like. I guess there's music that I don't listen to anymore as well. It's just my tastes have changed. Like that, that's cool, whatever. But you don't yeah. go around going, well, they suck now, or they, you know, like make them wrong. Be like, okay, you know, like I, JP Sears is a great example. I think JP oh. Sears is brilliant. And there have yeah. been people who are like, I don't like him anymore because he's too political. Well, I okay, but don't make him wrong. He, he's doing his thing. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah, the underlying thing, the underlying thing they're really saying is he made me uncomfortable with his choices. That's what they're really saying. And I don't like being uncomfortable. Everybody's okay with the comedian when you're agreeing with the comedian. And he makes you uncomfortable. Are you still there? Are you still okay? Because you should be okay with yourself. If you have a sense of self, you have a sense of humor. Develop your sense of self and that's who will respond. But people are like looking around. It's almost like they... You know, I have audiences, people in the audience are so selfish. They'll yell something up. It's like, how selfish can you be? You're ruining everyone else's experience around you because you think you need to be heard on this. Pull me aside at the end and tell me, tell me something, another way I might think about it. But this is not the way to do it. Like, yeah, I think I just got turned on to JP Sears. He's very brilliant. And by the way, he just posted something that I did disagree with. That's okay. Yeah. I'll I'll challenge you. You could separate the two as well. Yeah. Like, hey, that was funny. I, I don't agree with the position. I don't agree with that, but that was funny. I get what he was doing. I get what that was going for. And I appreciate the angle. I appreciate it, even though I disagree with it. It's still okay to laugh at something, even though it's making fun, because that's how he's making fun of yourself. That's If you can't make fun of yourself, that's mm-hmm. why you get so upset when you see someone, you can't see the humor even if it's on about someone that you, you know, deify or idolize or, you know, agree with it, like, man, if we can't laugh about like something like that, we're, we're definitely doomed. If we, if we're sycophants and we're sick, I mean, yeah. we're just going to stay sick and there's no way out of that unless you really stop and pause and yeah. have a sacred pause. Uh, I call it spiritus. It's a Latin word for breath. Mm-hmm. Take the breath. That's where, Laughter comes in, you, that's the best way to breathe is laughter and you connect with yourself and that will give you every answer you could possibly have. You'll know what you're in resonance with, you'll know what you're in harmony with. When you take away all the disharmony and all the discord and all the discourse, if you take that out of it and just be you, I guarantee there's gonna be more happiness. We're supposed to be pursuing happiness in this country and you don't see it anywhere. You actually see it taken away. The FCC takes comedians away. Uh, That pisses me off too. And that's been going on for years. They dictate the language that I can use unless they use it. Now we have leaders that call somebody a shithole country. If I said that on any television program, they would yank me off the air. And that goes to show you what money does. Money, you can say anything and do anything you want. And here are comedians just trying to pull a curtain for you, for your own enjoyment, so you can see the truth exposed or hypocrisies exposed and laugh at it together. And yet 
we join in with, with people who are greedy and self-serving and comedians are really out there to serve you. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense, but that's the way it is. That's how we're programmed. We're even programmed to say, what do you, Philadelphia, what are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, I'll wipe that smile off your face. Really? You're going to wipe a smile off my face? Wouldn't you want to make a smile happen to my face? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be better than, oh, he's so silly, immature. No, I want to be immature. I want to be a little kid when I grow up. I'm worse than my kids with immaturity these days. <laughs> right? <laughs> they look at me like, dad, oh, geez, dad. Because I'll like, you know, I'll get on the bumper cars and try to pin other kids in the corner. That's fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> I chase them down. I chase them down. I pin them in the corner and go, get off of me, mister. And, I, I, and my kids are going, no, dad, you're embarrassing me. No, no, I'm having a good time. <laughs> so uh, so I, I, I'm looking at the time here. I want to honor your, your time. You said uh, you have a hard break coming up. Uh, how can people like get in touch with you to find out what's happening next, learn about Enlighten Up? I know you also have a radio show, Stars. Yeah. How can we uh, get more people laughing with you? So for one or hour a day, one hour a day, I've got a radio show called, it's named after the course that I'm teaching. It's called Enlightened, Enlightened Up, guiding you through this pile of shift because we're in a shift right now. We're yeah. going to shift together. This one hour you can take and it's, uh, you can go to kvta.com at six o'clock your time, Pacific time, three o'clock for one hour. The show is about joy, enlightenment, happiness, how to get there, the pathways to get there, the tools, the keys, the reconditioning. We will recondition the world one little radio show at a time. So hopefully I'm going to have a lot of listeners and people calling in. I'll take call-ins. One thing that people don't know about me, and it's just a weird one to say because people are programming the thing. I'm a comedian. I'm major intuitive empath. I'm talking like psychic. Like uh, I actually did a reading with one of your friends. We'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But I am way on point with these private readings, like way like spooky on point. And a lot of it does, the, the, my most recent reading, it, it led into these giggles that she was having because there's an acknowledgement of who she is that I was seeing. And when we see each other, that's when we can really get into true joy, see, see yeah. one another for who we truly are, not what they dictate us to be. So this is a show that does that. Plus we have the course, we just decide, what's it gonna be, Corey? It's like December 6th or something? December 6th, we start up another four weeks. The people keep coming back for it. We hope for more to be, a, a, it's not as limited as it used to be. It's enlightened up and we have this, You know, I send out videos and then we have these community Zooms that we go on and we mm -hmm. share with one another. It's magnificent. And this is the work that I want to do. I'm purpose driven now. I still do stand up and you've been to my shows mm -hmm. and still getting those big laughs and standing ovations and stuff like that. But this is where I really want to get my ovations from this place. When I see transformation take place in people, then I go, oh man, you're doing the right thing. So during this pandemic, that's what I decided to do. That's what my source energy says. Take it that way. It's going to start small and grow it out. You know, I'll be the, the Tony Robbins of laughter. There you go. Love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll, I'll put it in there. It's kvta.com. And then, that is where we can access the stream of it. Um, do they rebroadcast it or uh, if we uh, it live? It, how? It, it starts this week. So all that tech stuff, I'm ne I never know okay. about it. But, but it will be, you know, available. We'll make it an old podcast. And by the way, when you go to the radio station, ignore their other programs because it has nothing to do with what I'm doing. Okay. They're like, they, they, their whole day is Hannity, Rush Limbaugh. 
also, but it's a station. It's close to my home. It's in Ventura. So we'll go out to the Ventura area, but I want to bring a different message. You're not hearing anywhere. That's what I want. And build this audience that is in this together, you know, so we can empower one another through laughter and joy. That's the way to go. That's the way I'm, that's, I'm driven, man. Love it. We need to have a laugh-a-thon. That's exactly right. I want to have a, the world laughs as one. We're going to have that someday. There you go. Love yeah. it, brother. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing your most valuable asset, your time, your energy, your wisdom, your laughs. Uh, I look forward to more. I know you've got to, got to run, uh, but thank you so much. Uh, Heidi and I again. Yes, absolutely. Because we, we got so much we could cover on this and, and help like unpack, like just get people thinking and, and laughing again and, and just relaxing. I think, you know, we're, we're wound so tight and living in, in yeah. such stress that, that we need this release. So, yeah, I love that term unpacking, you know, although it does bring up bad memories for me. We were poor. I traumatized you. But yeah, I, when I was a kid, I used to think the word evict meant move. Uh, I thought they were the same word. I go, look, mommy, here's the eviction truck. So I still keep boxes back thinking they're coming for me. No matter how much money I have, how much success, I always think they're coming for me because it's a trauma. It's there and I'll keep dealing with it. But see, I just expressed the truth. So it goes away. Then anyway, now you're feeling better. Hey, pleasure, man. Pleasure, awesome, man. Give, give Heidi a big kiss and, and, uh, and Ellie. And uh, I hope to see you soon there in Florida because you guys are you guys are wide open to comedy there. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, bring it. We're, we're <laughs> shut down in California. So. Well, I hope we stay open long enough to to at least be a, another like you know control to go. Oh, okay, it's okay. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe there's other strategies to deal with this. All right, brother. Love Great you, brother. We will man. see you soon. We'll, you. I'll reach out for next week and uh, see if we can get uh, the two of you on, and we'll uh, see if we can squeeze that in. Well, that we're gonna do. Yeah, absolutely. You got to see that. Awesome, <laughs> brother. Yeah. See you soon. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here. And we look forward to serving you even more. Remember, download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. That's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety-busting meditation. We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.